Hello, everybody. Welcome to, I don't even know what volume we're on. I never know, but volume something of the Range Extender podcast. Today is June 21st, 2021, the day after the Atlanta Hawks advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals after beating the Philadelphia 76ers 103-96. to um, I, I haven't had the chance to hop on a pod to talk about these playoffs, but I mean, this might be one of the most craziest postseasons we've had ever. I mean, going into this, I would, I will confidently say I did not expect uh, the Final Four to be Milwaukee, Atlanta, L.A. Clippers, and then the Suns. <laughs> I mean, the fact that the, the Hawks made it to the conference finals is crazy, especially for what it says about Trey Young and his own legacy. But... um more so today, we're going to focus on how it affects the Sixers, uh, the process, and more specifically, Ben Simmons. So, I mean, you've probably seen everything online, on Twitter, all the Ben Simmons slander everywhere. Every, I mean, if you looked on Twitter, you'd basically think he's one of the worst players in the league who just so happened to play uh, 36 minutes last night. But... The criticism is fair. He hasn't really quite improved since his rookie season. He does not have a, like, I I can't say he doesn't even have a reliable jump shot because he just doesn't have a jump shot. Apparently in practice, he hits them all the time. You know, you can hit corner threes and everything, but he just, he just doesn't do it. He doesn't shoot free throws. He's had the worst postseason free throw shooting um, outing in league history. So, I mean, it's not looking good for him. Last night in game seven, he only shot four times, but he did have eight rebounds, 13 assists, good def- good defending. But the thing is, you can't be paying him this much money. You cannot be taking up so much salary cap, so much like talent potential on this team, on the 76ers, if they're looking to compete for a championship. You, like, you can't have all that and at the same time have a guy who only shoots four times in a game seven. And expect to be a competitive playoff team. The 76ers were obviously the first seed in the East with a 49-23 and 23 record. But, and I mean, they had championship aspirations. That, I mean, obviously, if you're the top seed, you're going to. And losing in the second round after losing the second round the past two years must be a gigantic wake-up call for them. This team has never even made it to the conference finals together as a core uh, with the process. And... I mean, it's not looking good going forward. Simmons um, decided not to participate in the Summer Olympics to focus on skill development and working on his jump shot. But honestly, I don't know if it's going to help out for the team, especially since Embiid seems done with Simmons, Doc seems done with Simmons. It seems like everybody's done with Simmons. And so I genuinely think it's time to move on. I thought it was time to move on when Harden was available. I thought it was time to move on when there was a chance of getting Bradley Beal. I think there's still time to move on. And with that comes 29 potential trade offers for Ben Simmons. And so I have cooked up 29 offers, one from each team, just to get Simmons somewhere. Because honestly, he can't shoot. He won't shoot. Got to disrupt the process. He can't find his way to fit into the half-court offense 
I mean, he'll just pass and camp out either in the dunker spot or the opposite side of the dunker spot towards like the mid range. I mean, he was very scared of getting fouled. That one play that's going to go out in 76ers lore history is when um, he had the wide open dunk from Embiid and instead decided to pass it to Thibault. But I mean, he just has to go. I mean, he's he shot 30% from the line in the playoffs. And so I, I think I think the process is over, and here's every trade. Um, ironically, here we have starting off the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and so with this trade, Ben Simmons will be going to Atlanta for DeAndre Hunter, Danilo Gallinari, and Kevin Herter, plus um, an unprotected first. So with this trade, the Sixers will get a guy, the guy who killed them as well as shot-creating wings around Embiid to take the load off, which will set up for a Lowry signing in free agency because they can easily get rid of Gallinari or even Herter at that matter. Um, and the Hawks get a defender who can hold it down as a wing defender, great wing defender, and a transition guy. So uh, straight up for the Sixers, um, basically my main goal with this trade, I, I went one of two directions for the Sixers uh, on each of these trades. It was either to get them a shot creator, someone who can take attention off Embiid, which Simmons obviously did not do. Um, And it seems like something Embiid needs because Embiid, I mean, Embiid needs a pick and roll partner or pick and pop, pick and fade, whatever. He just needs one of those shot creator partners. I mean, we saw Seth Curry try to do it this series. We saw Shaky Milton try to do it, but... I mean, Tobias Harris tried to do it, but you, you, we, we need, you need, uh, I mean, we don't need, the 76ers need a shot-creating ball handler who can take the attention off Embiid, score on the perimeter, and Simmons just isn't that. So, um, they'll get it with Herter, they'll get some of it with Gallinari on the perimeter, although not a guard, and DeAndre Hunter will be a great perimeter defender for them who can step in in the stead of Danny Green. Honestly, I don't think the Hawks would even agree to this trade. I mean, that's pretty obvious, but I I don't know. I, I don't know if this trade would work for either side. I think the Sixers would love this, but I, I'm not saying the Hawks would do it. But if the Hawks were to get Simmons and give away these guys, honestly, like the thing about Simmons is we talk about players who can play every position. I, I think Ben Simmons is now legitimately one of the only positionless players who kindly who can't quite fit into any position on the floor and so with that I think uh he can just fit in where he can with the Hawks alongside Trey Young John Collins Capella I think if they ran that him and Capella would run opposite sides in the paint Collins would have to sit in the corner but it, it all just comes back to the fact that Simmons needs a jumper and not even a jumper just mental toughness aggression and flat out confidence that he just straight up does not have and so if he was if he were to be traded to the Hawks they would obviously get worse but now they move on to the conference finals without him so this is a trade that I don't think will be going down um so moving on to the Celtics they will be giving um uh the 76ers Al Horford Moses Brown, two unprotected first and three pick swaps for Ben Simmons. Honestly, the picks are pretty interchangeable. I I don't know quite what Ben Simmons is worth based on that. 
but pretty much it's just the Kemba Walker deal plus a bunch of picks, plus however many picks. And so for this one, the Celtics, the Celtics uh, could honestly use Simmons. I think this is actually a great fit where they really seem to struggle with their interior scoring. Not only that, but their interior defense. And Ben Simmons definitely does that. And also he, he could serve as a great playmaker for to get it to Brown, to get it to Tatum in their spots, where at the same time, if Ben Simmons is still the Simmons he is, where he's not aggressive or anything, that's okay. He can hide behind Simmons, or he can hide behind Tatum and Brown and serve as a third off-ball type of score. And then I love the fit for him in transition potentially. And so with this trade, I think I think the Celtics definitely get a great third guy to build around, but then three max guys might be tough to build around at the same time. And then for the Sixers, just getting all those picks, it's just a start to a new process. And I would say in this trade, Embiid's going to have to go as well. But honestly, I, I haven't seen anyone talk about this uh, with the Celtics, but I feel like this is definitely something that could be on the table where um, you can pair Simmons with another playmaking guard, have Brown, have Tatum, and then have um, maybe Rob Williams where I like the Simmons-Williams potential pick and roll, even if you like you just don't guard Simmons at all up there. I love the idea of Simmons just chilling in the dunker spot, being non-aggressive or anything, while Tatum and Brown are doing most of the scoring. And, I mean, he is a runner-up for defensive player of the year, so he can bring a lot to that team. And I think he can bring a lot that they're missing. And so I definitely think this trade would be a win for the Celtics. But... I, I don't see the 76ers doing this, realistically. Um, okay, moving on to Brooklyn. I could not find a deal that was possible without giving up Durant, Harden, or Kyrie just because of money. So I was thinking, like, maybe Joe Harris, Johnny Jordan. But there it does not seem like there's a trade in the works because the Nets have given up all their picks already for James Harden. Unless the Sixers are so desperate to get rid of him and there's just no trade available in sight. But I don't see that happening. And so, yeah, if I'm the Sixers, I'm not even calling them. If they call me I for Simmons, I'm just putting the phone down. Because, I mean, frankly, it's ridiculous if they would try that. Moving on to Charlotte. This is actually a pretty interesting one. Um, I don't know if it's actually going to happen. But Simmons for Hayward and then just a bundle of picks. If picks work at all, I don't even know. But I like this idea for, um, I like this idea for the Sixers because with Hayward they have that shot creating playmaker who's actually not afraid of the moment, who can run pick and roll with Embiid, who if Embiid is injured or off the floor can play well, play well. Um, and then at the same time, for the Seventy Sixers, those picks that would come in, I feel like could be beneficial in beginning their own process because I don't quite see the Hornets winning for a long time. And so even if they wanted to keep, even if they wanted to keep it together with Embiid, not because they did bring in Hayward, they could use those picks to get a playmaking guard or whatever, whatever they see fit. But uh, for the Hornets, this is a pretty, pretty difficult fit. But PJ, um, they do have PJ Washington, who is a stretch four, 
they do have Rozier, um, who I guess would have to come off the bench, but he wouldn't even have to come off the bench because you can run. You can just replace Hayward with Simmons, and then you can expect LaMelo to take a new role there and more uh, a bigger scoring role. And in transition, LaMelo and Simmons would be so fun. But once again, like most of these trades, at this point, I do not see a place where this happens. Moving on to Chicago, this is also a trade that has been talked about quite a bit, a potential trade where some way, somehow Simmons ends up on the Bulls, either for Levine or for a package around Levine. Um, so the Sixers potentially could blow everything up, which I don't think is in their best interest. So the trade that I have proposed here, Simmons plus a first, Maybe more, I don't know what the pick package would look like with that, but in exchange for Levine, Denzel Valentine, and Troy Brown Jr. I'm a big proponent of the um, Zach Levine to Sixers camp. I'm a big fan of that, thinking that, I mean, obviously they would work together quite well as a duo with that pick and roll, with all the attention you have and, and respect you have to pay to Zach Levine and um, Embiid at the same time, where they can both play everywhere on the floor, draw each other anywhere, draw defenders across the court, do anything like that. I think that is actually one of the better pairing, uh, potential pairings that could come out of these trades. But, um, so yeah, if, if the Sixers got Levine, please go for it. But then if the Bulls end up with Simmons, a Simmons-Vucevic, core honestly probably wouldn't win a lot of games this this trade would I feel like would only happen for the Bulls if they're realizing Levine and Vucevic won't work out and so they're gonna have to get rid of Vucevic as well and then just go full rebuild mode and hope Simmons develops into like literally anything but I I mean I don't know what the ceiling for Simmons is at this point um I mean it doesn't seem like He's improved at all, like at all. He's 24 years old, so he, he should, theoretically, he should be approaching his early prime in a couple of years. He's already been an All-NBA player. He's already been an All-Star. Sure, that's all nice. The, the accolades are nice. But the thing is, the encore production just isn't quite what it needs to be in this era of basketball. And so what I'm wondering is, where 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 does he go from here? It was that one assistant who said he has not improved, like I mentioned earlier, in the Jerome Weitzman article for Fox Sports. But, like, what, what can it, – it's up to Simmons to, to practice. Like I mentioned earlier, he said he was going to work for that Team Australia, whatever. Uh, he, he was going to opt out of the Olympics for Team Australia. Fine. That's fine, but – you know, it's all about production. You can say you work on your shot as much as you want, but what needs to happen is you actually have to produce. And with that, he actually needs to, I mean, he needs to produce, like I said. And so he needs to build the confidence up. He, he needs to prove us wrong. And so going to the Bulls, he can grow however much he wants. But I don't know. I don't know about the core with him, Pat Williams, Kobe White. Um, that's a tricky, that's a tricky, tricky team, especially since the Bulls traded their picks to go in for the win now. 
So, uh, I, I don't know what type of trades they can build here. Now, let's assume Levine stays in Phoenix. Let's assume they can keep him. Or not Levine in Phoenix, Levine in Chicago. Let's assume they can keep him in Chicago and bring over Ben Simmons. Does that help the team and how? Well, I think Vucevic is a great scorer, a great pick and roll threat. He can shoot from anywhere. Great rebounder, great pass man off the roll. Great team player overall. Levine, obviously a dynamic scorer, all-star, just like Vucevic. But where does Levine fit in? He does, or where does Simmons fit in? He does have positives, obviously, with this team. Where I mean, it's like he. I mean, I guess he. I don't want to say he doesn't need the ball, more so that he doesn't want the ball. But I think that could be a benefit. Where in transition he can help out those guys, and then in the half court he can just take what's given to him, while serve as a great defender alongside them. Uh, side Levine and Vucevic obviously in the offense is a great wing guard. I mean, he's a very versatile defender. And so I think he can help them there a lot and re- definitely raise their ceiling. But I don't know how much he raises their floor in in the meantime or in the regular season because of the things – or, I mean, in the playoffs because of the thing he, he does he doesn't offer in the playoffs. So it's really tricky to see if a – Bowl, if a Simmons, Levine, Vucevic-led Bulls team can, I mean, can even make a top five seed. Obviously, it would have to depend on what the trade is, but uh, I do think this trade is possible, so I would keep an eye on. Because, I would keep an eye on because the fact that the Bulls haven't won in a while. They're a huge market team that doesn't really attract a lot of free agents at the same time. I think they're going to want to go in for a win now. And so we'll see what happens. They do. They are sitting on most of their picks. So this trade is definitely one of those ones, like I said, with a lot of ones on the Harden trade, is in the realm of possibility. Now moving on to Cleveland. Um, so for the Cavaliers trade, Simmons would go in exchange for Kevin Love and Colin Sexton, plus obviously a group of picks. Now, I heard some rumblings that because Simmons is a clutch sport, um, obviously he's represented by Rich Paul and clutch sports, Simmons might not go to Cleveland, might not go to one of these uh, bad teams just because uh, Rich Paul has so much influence in the NBA. But I think a package of Love and Sexton with some picks would work out well for the Sixers, especially since they're Cleveland picks. They can flip those for whatever they want, basically, and just build around the roster. Now, Kevin loves fit with the team. I feel like at this point in his career, he's just kind of like a, maybe a better Korkmaz because Korkmaz is definitely leaving after he requested a trade and then they just did not care. And and then he declined his player option to become an unrestricted free agent, foregoing restricted free agency somehow. But I think obviously Kevin Love would be a decent replacement for that where he'll just kind of come off the bench and shoot threes. Although Kevin Love is very expensive. Um, and then Colin Sexton could just come in and be a dynamic scorer next to him, uh, next to Embiid where it, I mean, it just seems like Embiid needs another guy to take the load off. And that's just what I see for the Sixers is their needs. 
And so I think I think bringing in Sexton would be a great way to do that. Take attention away from um, from Embiid. Although Sexton isn't quite developed yet as a player, especially as a defender, I think I don't know if Embiid has time to grow with them. So I, I I'm not sure about this team. But then for this uh, the Cavs, I think they would have no problem bringing in Ben Simmons into whatever experiment they go they have there. Put him next to. Darius Garland and just run run him as like a wing or, or who knows but one thing I will note is that there were definitely going to be some spacing issues next to newly acquired center Jared Allen so if this trade happens I will be very surprised but we'll see we'll see now to the Pistons um the Pistons would go for Simmons in exchange for Plumley, Jerry and Grant or Jeremy Grant and some some semblance of a pick package. I don't know. But with this one, the Sixers, um, something I was looking for also when I was building these trades was how can I have a regular season center who can replace Embiid when it seems like he inevitably gets hurt or when he sits out games due to load management. And so Plumlee, I feel like, is a – decent starting center in the league who can hold it down while Sim or while Embiid's gone and then bringing in Grant um obviously this year in Detroit he he was one of the favorites for most improved because of his newly acquired shot creating ability and so with that I think he increases trade value which I feel like is exactly what he set out to do in Detroit and so yeah he can definitely end up on the Sixers as a nice shot creating wing Although there might be some fit issues next to Tobias. I don't know if either of them could run the small forward defensively. But I guess we'll have to see if this one happens. And then, obviously, coming in for the Sixers, or coming in for the Pistons, it's just Simmons would just be another young guy they can throw in. Less pressure. He can go next to Hayes, next to Demboya, next to whoever they draft this year. And just go low pressure, do what he needs to do, and just try and develop him if they can. Um, this was another trade I think is definitely possible. This is a trade I saw on Twitter after I wrote this down. So promise, I promise I'm not stealing it. I, I did come up with it, but you know, great minds think alike. So it would be Simmons, Corkmaz, and then I would assume picks from Philly, maybe in exchange for TJ Warren and Malcolm Brogdon. I really like this trade for the Sixers. Malcolm Brogdon's just kind of like a no-nonsense, run-the-offense type of guy who could definitely take the load off of Embiid. And then at the same time, TJ Warren, like we saw in the bubble, like we saw in this year while he wasn't injured, is just a great shot creator. So I think I think this, I mean, if that happened, the Sixers would definitely be just as competitive. If not, if not a little more, they're definitely going to sacrifice a lot on defense. Brogdon is okay, a little above average on defense. And then TJ Warren's nothing special. But I'll, I think they would, even though they're sacrificing on defense, they're definitely gaining on offense. And then for the 76, or for the Pacers, I, I have no clue. I think they were just going to have to go for a rebuild on this one. Uh, if they acquire Simmons here, he'd be a weird fit next to Sabonis. Weird fit next to Turner, weird fit next to basically everyone. So I'm not really a fan of this for Indiana. And 
I mean, to be honest, for most of these trades, I'm not going to be a fan on either side. But uh, moving on to Miami. Um, so the Heat would trade Simmons in exchange for, or the Heat would trade for Simmons in exchange for Oladipo, Tyler Hero, and Casey Apala. Heat, both the Heat and the Sixers offload players who lost a lot of trade value this offseason with obviously Hero and Simmons. But the Sixers get a crack at a couple of shot creators. And I would say at this point, the Heat make a gigantic mistake. Because if, if you get Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo, three absolute, like pretty much non-shooters, although Jimmy tries his best, he, he doesn't really hit that much. I think he shot something like, like 25% from three for a majority of the season. The fit would just be ridiculous like it would be awful they I feel like if they're making that trade they're just gonna have to give away Jimmy Butler right away which obviously is not gonna happen and so I mean I in my notes I wrote down like the Heat make a big mistake and I I would completely agree there's really no incentive for the six or for the Heat to make this deal where if you're the if you're the Sixers Taking Hero, taking Oladipo, I also don't see the value there. So I, I'm just going to move on from this one to get into this one, uh, this next one. So for Milwaukee, um, if if the 76ers could find a way to pry Drew Holiday in exchange for Simmons, I mean, that would just be amazing. Bringing Drew Holiday back to Philadelphia, he would be great next to Joel Embiid, obviously, we've seen the pick and roll he's done. Not, not in this Brooklyn series, especially not in the Game 7. He's shooting like 30% this entire series. But um, the shot creation, we've seen it. And it's real, and it's there. And pairing him with Embiid would be great. But then if you bring Simmons to Milwaukee, having him and Giannis, like Giannis would just have to commit to shooting threes more so than he has already and that would just be atrocious so uh for milwaukee that would be an awful fit uh moving on to new york i couldn't really find a way to make this deal work since they have a lot of free cap space because of their their weirdly constructed cap with the roster so either either barrett or randall or some package like that would have to go and i i don't see this for either side so i'm I'm just gonna move on from that one um, people have been talking a lot about Simmons to Orlando, but like Orlando just, unless they're going to give up picks, does not have, they do not have the pieces for, to even acquire Ben Simmons. So I would say like Otto Porter Jr. and just all the picks, but honestly, I, I have no idea with this one because the 76ers are still looking to compete, so there's no reason for them to get all the magic picks. I mean, they're very valuable picks, so they could flip them. But, like, realistically, I wouldn't say it's the move. Unless there's a three-team deal in the Mercs. Unless, 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 unless there's a three-team deal in the works where the Sixers get Simmons or where Orlando gets Simmons, the Sixers get someone like Beal, 
And then all those picks, instead of going to the Sixers, go to Phil, uh, go to Washington. That is a very interesting trade. Because as you'll see in a second when I get to my Wizards trade, maybe... Maybe getting Bradley, obvi- I mean, obviously getting Bradley Beal would be amazing for the Sixers. He He's like a Levine, like a Harden type, uh, type of shooting guard that I would love to see on that team. But maybe, maybe, maybe a three-team trade there would be, would work a lot. Where the Wizards get all Orlando's picks, plus maybe one of Orlando's young guys. Um, uh, the Sixers get Bradley Beal. And Orlando gets Ben Simmons. If the money works, that could be something interesting to see down the road. And I, I think that that trade would be a win for everybody. Just because, like, I mean, Orlando has nothing. They would love Simmons, honestly. But it, that is actually very interesting. Hmm. What do you, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about that one. Obviously, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you want. Do whatever. Just... Find a way to contact me at Sideline Media Club uh, or look at www.nbasketballnewsource.com. Hit me up. Let me know what you think about that trade. Uh, wow, that, that's a good one. Moving on to Toronto. Um, the Raptors would get Simmons in exchange for Boucher and Fred Van Vliet and maybe a, maybe a couple picks from Toronto. And so the Raptors would get Simmons to replace Kyle Lowry, who's old, probably out the door. And Van Vliet gone means Gary Trent can step up into his role. The Sixers would get their Howard replacement in Boucher and that shot creator they so desperately need. So now we're on to the Wizards. Um, I actually didn't have Beal in my trade because... Well, I'm I'm just moving this on the fly. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna have do a different trade instead of a Beal one. I'm pretty sure the money works just the same. What if it was Simmons and Shake, uh, and Gary Clark, in exchange for Russell Westbrook? <laughs> now, that I mean, like he is a ball handler, he is a shot creator. He, I mean, he's a good playmaker, dynamic playmaker. He averaged like twenty eleven and eleven this year, but. Like, come on, it's Russell Westbrook. He's old. <sighs> I mean, yeah, he's old. I mean, he's getting older. You're paying him a lot. I, I don't think this would work on either side. But the Beal one for Orlando, great. Great idea. So keep keep thinking about that one. Um, just think about a, a way for Beal to go. Um, okay, moving on to the Western Conference um, for the Mavs. Simmons for Porzingis, straight up teams exchange, uh, playoff pariahs. But I mean, if um, if Philly acquired Porzingis, they'd have to move to buy to three. I mean, it worked in Orlando, but like, I mean, did it? I, I mean, it yes, it did. But I don't know if the Tobias that we see today can actually play a three. So if you have a lineup of whoever they get a point guard, I'm I'm just going to throw out Kyle Lowry here for the minimum. Lowry, uh, Maxi, Curry, Tobias, Porzingis. Like, 
Porzingis is basically just like another Simmons. Like he can't defend, or well, I mean, except he can't defend. Like he can't really defend. Well, he doesn't have a lot of aggression. We saw in the playoffs he's injury prone. Like I don't, I don't see this trade happening. So I'm, just, I'm just gonna move on again. Um, the Nuggets would be a fun one if it's like Simmons for Murray. <laughs> in in like a in a vacuum, this trade would be great. Maybe great for both teams, assuming they start well to the thrill. But you just actually no, okay. This in a vacuum, this trade would be great for Philly. Obviously, getting Jamal Murray, another one of those dynamic shot creators. But then Simmons, Simmons in uh, Simmons in Denver would be an odd fit because I, I I can just envision him playing like a Gordon role, where Jokic is at the top of the key and he has Gordon Simmons like. Monte Morris, maybe, Bill Barton, just just a bunch of uh, Porter Jr., just a bunch of cutters running around where um, where Jokic serves as, like, the ultimate train station, offensive hub type of player, just passing it, whipping it around anywhere to all the cutters. But, yeah, like I said, <laughs> fits a bit odd for this one. Moving on to Golden State. Simmons for Wiggins and uh, this year's Warriors pick, or maybe the Timberwolves top three protected. But Simmons, um, I mean, I would say the Sixers have to go for the rebuild here unless they want to flip that package or something else. But, I mean, this trade's looking pretty grim. But for the Warriors, um, unless Draymond can space the floor, this, this trade is just terrible for the fit. Here's another one um, that almost happened earlier this year. Simmons almost went to Houston in exchange for James Harden. Here he is coming back to Houston, or here he is potentially going to Houston again, where I put him in exchange for, or him and Thibel in exchange for John Wall, and then just some of those Nets picks they got, which, like, wouldn't really make a lot of sense. But the Rockets, I guess, speed up their rebuild in the sense that they're just getting that young, like, good player prom- – I don't want to say promising, just, just getting that, like, young, good player already. Um, but And they, they just cash in on some of their picks. And for this, honestly, I'd just say the Sixers call it quits on the process. Um, moving on to the Clippers, I would say this trade is just like – I well, actually, the Clippers, unless they got rid of George or Kawhi – this trade can't happen, or or they do like Marcus Morris, Pat Bev, and some picks, and maybe throw T Man, Terrence Man in there. By the way, I'm not gonna get into it, but especially this season, seeing how many good players in the playoffs are like are played off the floor from five out offenses, is is ridiculous. And Gobert was one of them, and I think we're gonna remember the Terrence Man game for a while because of that, and I. I think teams in the future are going to be I, – I just think – I think the evolution of the center position is, is going to go down a, a dark a dark path soon. I think we're running out of centers because, I mean, after Jokic and MB, there's a major, major drop-off between centers. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty worried about the evolution of the position if it's even going to exist sooner – soon. Um, for the Lakers – there's, it's not possible unless they get rid of a bunch of bums or unless they get rid of Davis or LeBron. So just 
no. Um, from the Grizzlies, uh, Simmons would go in exchange for Justice Winslow, Dylan Brooks, and assortment of picks. <sighs> like maybe with this trade, Dylan Brooks takes the next step. Is is that shot creator? <laughs> but like, if not, the picks are there, so the Sixers can get rid of Embiid. Like why? Like why would they do that? The second round, uh, is like getting out in the second round and having the MVP running up isn't quite a MVP runner up, isn't a bad situation to be in at all. Grizzlies would get Simmons, who we they uh like they could just play at a wing, but it it's just like a weird fit. I mean it it seems like Simmons can fit into any team, but like at the same time he can't. He can fit into a team because of his reduced scoring role, but. But teams would want him to shoot more. It's confusing. I I, I don't see a fit for him in Memphis. Um, moving on to the T-Wolves. This is actually a team that I have seen as a potential one for him. Just online, people thinking about it. So it would be Simmons in exchange for D'Lo. And then, like, maybe they would exchange some shot creators just to make, make a better fit. Or uh, not shot creator. Just exchange for some... Uh, some bench guys, some role players, just to make either, well, the money works, but maybe to make the fit better on both rosters, just exchange them guys. But I feel like this would be both teams down on their luck. D'Lo gives that shot creation they desperately need, and Simmons gives the T-Wolves defense and the playmaking they need. Who knows? This this team could definitely happen sometime down the road, but, like, honestly, I'm going to go with the big probably not there. For the Pelicans, um, I, I, I'm gonna say like Alonzo sign and trade with Ingram alongside him for Simmons and a lot of Philadelphia picks. I would say at this point, Brandon Ingram has definitely higher trade value than Simmons. Where uh, I mean, Alonzo doesn't, but depending on the contract, this trade I think is very interesting. Not for the Pelicans, obviously. But for Philadelphia, if they can pull this off, they can have that shot creating wing in Ingram. I mean, he's lengthy. He would he would make up some of the defense that's lost there. He can play the three next to Tobias, maybe. And then Lonzo is just the playmaker who does not need to shoot at all to just give it to everybody, make sure they get their shots. I love that for Philly, but. <laughs> For the Pelicans, it'd be grim, which is Simmons and Zion camping out in the paint. Zion, I feel like if that trade would happen, if that trade happens, Zion's immediately requesting the trade. He's already unhappy. He's he's gone if that happens. Um. So for OKC, it would be Ben for Kemba and some of those spicy Oklahoma City picks. Oklahoma has way too many picks. They're they're going to need to move on from them at some point. You can't have every player on your roster. <laughs> you can't have like 30 players on in, on your roster in the next five years. And so Kemba obviously is a shot creator, but with his knees and everything that we've seen with Kemba this year, it would probably be, it probably would not be in Philadelphia's best interest to go through with that one. But then honestly, like the fit next to Shea would be pretty good since Shea already, I mean, Shea already just kind of is that guy in Oklahoma City. And so I don't think Simmons would, 
would necessarily take shots away from him. And so I think he can just develop on his own, figure things out while Oklahoma City turns up as a team or develops as a team. And just as I'm recording this, at 7.11 p.m. on Monday, June 11th, or June 21st, uh, Brian Windhorst reports that Simmons might flip his shooting hand. Just another, <laughs> just another one of the, uh, just another jab in the onslaught of attacks Ben Simmons has received. I think this slander is really getting to him this offseason. Um, I mean, not even this offseason, since last night in the past 24 hours. And I feel like sh- switching a shooting hand is is the right way to go for him. It seems like he does everything right-handed. Like Very little of his shots are even left-handed, except for his free throws. I feel like, why not? He's been right-handed. I think uh, Kevin O'Connor always says, Ben Simmons shoots with the wrong hand. And I mean, I mean it's true. He does. Like he does shoot with the wrong end. And so I definitely think this would be a good idea for Ben. Um, so going to the Suns, I think it would be Ben and George Hill in exchange for CP3. It's pretty obvious why the Sixers would like to do this deal. I mean, Chris Paul is aging a little bit, but as we've seen, the impact that he brings to Phoenix is immeasurable. And with the Sixers, he would bring shot creation, playmaking that, I mean, I guess Simmons had playmaking, but not really in the half court. And then Chris Paul can will really just be the adult in the room and make sure they actually advance in the playoffs. Even though he's never made it past the conference finals, I'll say it's a lot of bad luck. But you know, I'm a I'm a Chris Paul sympathizer. But then, I mean, maybe maybe for this on the Suns side of things, maybe they want to take a flyer on Simmons as Chris Paul ages, but. I don't see this one. Um, also, another uh, another team that's been somewhat in the spotlight is the one who can trade for Simmons, and that would be Portland. So Portland would be exchanging Ben for CJ straight up. And so with this trade, Portland would get the defense that they need. Philly would get the shot creation. Uh, maybe an alternate trade would be Dane for Simmons and just all the picks, like any pick in existence. But I, I don't think Dame's ever going to leave Portland, so I don't see it happening. But either Dame or CJ next to next to Embiid would be obviously a great fit. Like I've said, like we've seen with the with the common theme for each of these trades, shot creation, shot creation, shot creation. Now, for the Blazers, if Simmons were to play alongside Dame, I feel like he's going to have to play as like a three, four, even like a five, where... On defense, he plays like a wing guy, but then he'll just camp in the paint on offense. Like the same thing. I mean, if he just goes for putback rebounds, I think he'll be all right. But his lack of aggression is just really striking to me. Like, it's just hard to see where he actually can become a winning player. Like, what what system he can actually become a player who contributes to meaningful wins in the playoffs. Um, for the Kings, once De'Aaron Fox's trade extension kicks in, just Simmons for De'Aaron. Obviously, once again, this works out for the Sixers quite well. But for the Kings, like, unless I, – I can only see this happening if De'Aaron requests a trade. And then if Simmons goes to the Kings, like, the, honestly, there's really no fit to be had since they're just kind of like a waste. Like, they're just a franchise wasting away, in my opinion. Um, moving on to San Antonio – 
They were favored as not one of the last teams to trade. Uh, not favored as one of the last teams to trade for him. They're definitely up there, but I do not think this will happen at all. Like, the Sixers would have to um, take in DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Rudy Gay, maybe like a pick for Simmons, maybe maybe even a pick from... I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Sixers can acquire some of that shot creation they want with uh, Lonnie Walker, DeJounte. Spurs would get a guy to build around for the future, but like, can you and how would you build around Simmons? I feel like Simmons is a type of guy you don't build around, like, you use him to build around other guys. You don't make a team based on him. I like I don't I don't even know what type of guys you would need to build around Simmons. You like scores that just just scores. So like I I have no clue. Um, moving on to the final trade, um, is the Utah Jazz. So I would just say it's like a Conley sign trade. Plus decent amount of picks for Simmons. Both teams down on their luck. Jazz have Mitchell and two of those playoff pariahs with Simmons coming in. Like fun times in Utah, I guess. I, I, I'm like a lot of these trades I just do not see. With the the thing is with the Harden trade, like I feel like when I did this exercise, a lot of these trades made sense just because Harden's such a dynamic score who can easily just make guys fit around him. Where Simmons is someone who's who's just hard to fit into into places. So with the fit with Simmons and Gobert would just be disgusting. Like, it could not happen. Now, if the Sixers get Conley, I mean, he's been injured. He's aging. Like, I, I have no idea. Um, which is a great way to... Uh, which is a great way to advertise myself as an NBA analyst. But, like, seriously, if you can find a way to make this trade make sense... Uh, with any trades with this, uh, the Jazz, like I said, let, like I said earlier, just hit me up, let me know, and as always, thank you guys so much for listening to the Range Extender podcast. I I can't wait to see what happens at the end of these playoffs, and uh, stay tuned. Maybe we'll have a playoff review pod coming soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay in page with me. I'll catch you.